0: So I am excited about tonight, man. Mostly because we are starting a new series. I love, I love new series, right? I love new series. Sounds like new, fresh, fresh stuff going on. And so, like, I think uh, why I love this series specifically is because like it encourages you guys to thrive inside of your life. Uh, so I don't know if you guys saw on social media. It's called Motivation to Thrive. And so, like, I know at this time. In the semester, it's no secret that like you, like most of us have a hard time, right? Just surviving. And so like, we're like, dude, I'm not gonna thrive. Like, I'm, I'm just not. Like, I'm, I'm like halfway through the semester and it's like, I've got this many more weeks left. I've got like a month left. I got whatever, you know, we're letting out for COVID, whatever, we're not coming back from Thanksgiving. we got all this stuff going on. And so like, you're literally asking me to thrive tonight. What is the deal with this? And so I, I love how we can dive into this tonight In the next couple weeks and truly see how we can not only survive in our everyday lives but we can truly thrive like we can we can find what we are looking for when it comes to having the best life possible through Jesus Christ, right? And so like as we encounter this time in our life, as we encounter this weird time, obviously we all know about that. It's been weird, it's been odd, it's been awkward. Like how do you navigate this time? We've talked about how do you witness during this time? And so like really, how do you, how do you thrive in the midst of all of this? When so many of you wanna give up, so many of you want to just kind of like just throw the towel you throw in the towel and be like hey I'm done with all the tests I'm done with all the all the online classes I'm done with all this stuff so like at this point of the semester even not even COVID related on any other semester you're like okay this is the time where I'm just kind of zoning out right I'm just gonna kind of drift throughout the whole semester I'm just gonna kind of do my own thing throughout the whole semester because I started one way And at this point, it's a whole nother. And then you throw a pandemic on top of that. You throw everything else on top of that. And so I love how we can dive into this tonight and see how we can truly find meaning in this season. And so we're going to be in Acts chapter 2 tonight. If you have your Bible, go ahead and open Acts chapter 2. We're going to be in verses 42 through 47. And so for the next few weeks just kind of give you guys an overview of what's gonna happen we're gonna focus specifically on verses 42 through 47 and so it's gonna be kind of weird tonight each night we're gonna talk about just one verse in the midst of these verses and so tonight it's gonna be verse 42 and so as we talk about this verse what do we get from these specific verses every single night what do we get whenever we look at these verses so okay well I'm gonna how am I gonna thrive from this one specific Verse. And so over the next few weeks, we're going to look through verses 42 to 47 and then just kind of see like what in the world did the early church do that allowed them to thrive in their life? Like I know they weren't going through a pandemic. I know they weren't going through maybe college courses. They weren't going through classes at South Alabama or UM or Spring Hill, wherever you are from tonight. I know they may not have been doing all that, but they were the early church. And so if the early church was doing these things, we know we need to be doing these things. And so really, as we start this series, we're not coming from it from just, hey, this is some good advice for you. No, this is, this is from the point of like in order to thrive, whether it's in your relationships, whether it's in school, whether it's in homework, like no matter what you talk about, in order to thrive just in your life in general, you need the church. And that is what we're going to look at tonight. So how do we devote ourselves to the church? And so how do we really, de- like, really just devote our whole lives to the church during this moment? And as we are going through college, how does the church help us thrive? That makes no sense. How does, how does the church, like, help us thrive in school, right? Help us thrive inside of relationships? And so I hope to answer those questions for you tonight. So look with me in Acts chapter 2. We're going to be in verses 42 through 47, it's literally titled The Fellowship of the Believers. It says, They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship, to the breaking of bread and to prayer. Everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. All the believers were together and had everything in common. They sold property and possessions to give, uh, to, give to anyone who had need. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. And so there's a few things tonight we're going to look at with what it means to be devoted to the church. And when you are devoted to the church as a college student, as an 18 to 24 year old, this is how you're going to thrive inside of your life. Number one, we need to be poured into. That's the first thing we need to understand tonight. We need to position ourselves inside of life to where we need to be poured into. Life. So verse 42, it starts out by saying, they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and a fellowship, and so I don't know if you like highlighting your Bible or write down or take notes, but you need to block that certain uh, f- few words off. It says they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and a fellowship. So what does this mean? This means that we need to be poured into, and I think a lot of times, like inside of, especially 18 to 24-year-olds, this is the last thing we think about especially in the middle of school, in the middle of relationships, whatever you're going through tonight, whatever you have going on. I know there's so many different areas that you guys are coming in the room with tonight. But here's the reality like you need to be poured into from other believers inside of your life. And so I know it's a struggle. A lot of you move here from out of town. A lot of you are, even if you're not from out of town, you're from here and you go to a new school and so you meet new people. And so here's the reality that we need to position ourselves in a way that we need to be poured into, not necessarily always pour out to people because so many times I think we we think that, hey, I got so much to say, I got something to do, like God has given me this ability he has given me this desire to help people to serve people to pour into people and that is great yes he has and you need to do that but at the same time you need to understand there's a season inside of your soul that needs to be poured into as well and so what a lot of people do as they go throughout college they position themselves to where as they enter a new school or enter a new college or enter a new dorm room or whatever the situation may be they go into that and they pour, 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 they pour themselves into their schoolwork, they pour themselves into friends, all these different things, and they never allow themselves to be poured into by other believers. And we wonder why we struggle so much. We wonder why we're trying to look for so many answers inside of life or inside of our relationship or inside of something that's happening inside of our lives. Maybe it is because you're not positioning yourself inside of a local church, like where you are right now, to be poured into And so as the early church, as these believers did this, we need to understand this wasn't just an Acts thing like in the book of Acts. No, this is an us thing as well. And so as we go throughout our lives, we need to understand, we need to be poured into, like as we thrive in our everyday life, that's not going to happen unless we position ourselves inside of the local church around other believers. And so here's what this means. In order to thrive in our personal life, we have to allow other believers to pour into us by being devoted to the church. And so, I'm not—I'm not, I'm not going to you, ask you to raise your hand or whatever tonight. But just think to yourself: like, how many of you, like right here and maybe even online, how many of you are regular attenders here, right? If you've been before, if you haven't been before, like, how many of us in the room right now truly devote ourselves to the church? You're like, man, I'm devoted. And your definition of devoted may be different than what Scripture's definition of devoted is, right? And so we're like, hey, I come once a month, I'm good. I come when I'm not tired, I'm good. But really, the reality is, like, in order to thrive, we have to allow other believers inside of our lives to pour into us. Here's the catch. By being devoted to the local church. Not just on Sunday morning. And not just on Wednesday night but being devoted, giving your life up to the church. Like, as you're in college, it is possible to get involved inside of a church, right? And so as you are giving your life to the church, as you are wanting to thrive inside of your life, you can't do this without other believers. You can't do it. You can't do it without the local church. You can't do it. You can't just go throughout your life, your college years, and never go inside of a church and expect to get the most out of your college years. It is impossible. I love how Scripture puts it. It said, verse 42 says, they continued in, there's this word, fellowship. I want you guys to write that down. They continued in fellowship, which means it has the idea of association, communion, fellowship, and participation. It simply means to share in something. To simply share in something. And so how many times do we position ourselves to simply share in something, right? Like as we look at the church, we normally look at, oh man, that's an early time the church is asking me to be there oh man, I'm dreading going to church today. No, 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 instead of of looking at the church in that type of way, why don't we look at it as we see these people, they continued in fellowship, they devoted themselves to fellowship, they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to being poured into, and as they did that, we saw that they had something in common and they shared things together inside of the church. No, they didn't share in their sins every single week like some of us do, if we were to be honest. No, they didn't go out and they didn't share in things that we didn't need to share with people, right? No, they devoted themselves to the church. And as they devoted themselves to the church, they were poured into. And as they were poured into, guess what they found? They found purpose inside of their life. And they found where they could truly thrive inside of their life. And so as we approach church, we need to understand, like, we are sharing things with other believers, right? Just like these guys did It says, it has the idea of association and communion and fellowship. Like, how many of you guys are truly diving into these certain words every single week? Not just on a Wednesday night, not just when it's convenient for you, but how many of you are truly diving into the fellowship of other people and the association of other believers inside of your life and participation of the church? Right? And so we can't expect to get the most out of our college, and believe it or not, you don't get the most out of college by going and and having a good time every single night of the week. You don't get the most out of college by sleeping around with people, if we just wanna be honest. You don't get the most out of college by getting drunk every single weekend. That's not how you get the most out of college. And so in order to get the most out of college, we have to devote the all of who we are to our church. And as we are devoted to the church, we will find purpose and freedom and joy and a place to thrive inside of our college years. I love how one guy put it. He said, as Christians, we share the same Lord Jesus. We share the same God for life. We share the same love for God. We share the same desire to worship him. We share the same struggles. We share the same victories. We share the same job of living for him. We share the same joy of communicating that gospel to others. Like, don't you see what this guy's saying here? Is it like, we don't just share a Sunday together. No, we don't, we don't just share a fun Wednesday night together where we can come hang out and then go eat afterwards. No, we don't, we don't just share those things. Do you see how many things that we share? Do you see how many things that we have in common with other people? And so so many, th- so many times we think that we can go and, like, we're having, we're, we're having things in common with people. It's just all bad things. Like, I'm, I'm finding fulfillment in that, Right? I, I'm, I'm sharing things that I don't need to share with other people. I'm sharing in the association with people who are doing this or saying this. Isn't that good enough? And God comes along and says, no, 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 no. In order to get, not just, not just the church, in order to get the most out of your personal life tonight, which who does not want the most out of their personal life, you have to devote yourselves to what he has created you for. And he has created us for other believers and for people who are literally sitting around you right now, which is why we have D groups every Monday night. And we always pressure you guys to go to D groups, go to D groups, go to D groups. Why? Because that's where you find other believers. Come to Wednesday nights. Why? This is where you find other believers. The whole point is not just simply to get a big gathering. The point is, if you've missed it, the point is to connect with other believers and do life with them and to share in what they have. And so I love how he says we share the same God for life, share the same love for God, but also we share the same mountaintop victories, but we also share the same valleys together. And so here's what I would ask you, if you are sharing in all these things that you don't need to be sharing in, whatever you're doing, I would just ask you, how many of those people that you're doing that with is willing to walk through the rough battles with you of life? through the death of a loved one, or from failing a test, right? Like, it's not not just about the the fun mountaintop things, but really, whenever we get down to the nitty-gritty, to the very muddy parts of our lives, who is it that is willing to walk through that with us? And whoever that is, you need to keep them close to you. Because I guarantee you, your drinking buddies are not going to do that for you. Your sleeping partner, they're not going to do that for you. All the people that you're having all this fun with, they're not going to do that for you. No, God has positioned us in a way with all these people and many who can't be here tonight in a way that we need to position ourselves in a way that says, listen, I need your help. I need you to walk with me through this. I need you to share this victory with me. I need you to share this defeat with me. Why? Because I am meant to do life with you. But not only do we need to be poured into, number two, we need to simply remember. We need to remember. Verse 42 keeps going. First it says they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship. Then it says to the breaking of bread. Now obviously this is, this is like a, a a physical breaking of bread. Like I I don't know how many of you have ever experienced the Lord's Supper, maybe in church or communion inside of church, but this is also talking about simply a remembrance of what Jesus has done for you. Not just, not only in physical communion of, hey, I'm gonna gonna eat this, I'm gonna drink this, and, and it's gonna be a good church service. No, not only in that, yes, that's what it's talking about, but at the same time, you need to remember, college students, you need to remember what God has done for you. You need to continually remember, and I think, for me, the way I like to see it is that I need to remember it just like I need to remember to breathe every day. Like, it should just be, it shouldn't be optional, right? Or, in other words, as I wake up, I need to make sure I remember this what Jesus has done for me even though I know it I may not remember it for that day even though I know something I may not always say okay yeah I'm gonna I'm gonna automatically remember this no you have to make yourself aware that you need to remember even a good thing even something good that has happened on your behalf so you need to remember that's what it says uh, it's says uh, fellowship to the breaking of bread and so here's what this means for us tonight as Christians, those of you who call yourself a Christian, we're enabled by the Holy Spirit to thrive in our everyday life by remembering what the keeper of our souls has done for us. Have you ever thought about it like this before? Like whenever it truly comes to remembering what Jesus has done for you, have you ever thought about it like this? Like that you are truly enabled. Not just enabled, but enabled by who we call the Holy Spirit who lives inside of you after you choose to give your life totally to Jesus and say, Jesus, you do with it whatever you want to do with it. God, I will go wherever you want me to go. God, I will hang around whoever you want me to hang around. I will do whatever you want me to do, God. Like, this is what becoming a Christian is, is giving your life to him and you taking his life in return. And so we're enabled by this Holy Spirit that he gives us inside of our lives to thrive in our everyday life. But we have to remember what the keeper of our souls has done for us. And so how many times do we let that slip through the cracks? And like how often do we allow the keeper of our souls to be forgotten by our mind every single day? And it blows my mind because I'm in the same category too. I'm not just pointing fingers. I'm in the same category of, you know, we, we claim to, to worship, we claim that we've given our life to him, but so often we don't remember what he has done for us. And I, I just I think about my personal life, and I feel like if I simply remembered, if I simply taught myself to remember what I already know, then my life would look a whole lot different. If I simply remembered, this this isn't just religion. This is literally a living God who has come to this world to die for me, and He has given me His Holy Spirit. Like, I don't have to go somewhere to experience him anymore. No, I have him inside of my life. And so we're enabled by the Holy Spirit to remember. And so we need every single day, don't make it an option. How do you apply this? Practically, don't make it an option inside of your life. Like, make it a necessity inside of your life. You know you're going to eat every day, right? You know you're going to sleep every day. Well, maybe some of you pull all-nighters, but you, you know what I mean, right? Like, you, you know you do these things. And so these things are what we call non-negotiables. And so in your life, you have these things where like, okay, whatever, I'm not gonna skip it. I'm not gonna miss it. Some of you go to the gym every day, which obviously I may miss a few days, but that's fine, right? And so like you have these non-negotiables inside of your life and you're like, dude, I'm not missing that for anything. For anything, and some of you are probably thinking that in your mind right now, like, yeah, this is my non-negotiable, this is my non-negotiable, and so you, you all have different things, but make this a part of that priority list, make this a part of remembering, and it's not hard, you just simply remember, you don't do anything, you simply remember what he has done for you, and I promise you, that will transform your everyday life. Remember what Jesus Christ has done for you. And so practically, you're like, what does this even look like every single day? Here it is. Practically, this looks like purposely making time to spend with God daily, purposefully making time to be around other believers every single day, purposefully making time for church every single week. As we purposefully remember what Jesus has done for us, our everyday life will thrive from encouragement. This is what this means from a practical standpoint tonight as you guys are maybe thinking, okay, how do, I, how do I go out of these doors and how do I truly apply this to my life? This is it. On purpose. You make sure you align your life where you do these things on purpose. Not simply by accident I spent time with God today. By accident I came to church on a Wednesday night or I woke up randomly on a Sunday morning and came here. No, 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 that's not what we're talking about. On purpose I make time to be around other believers inside of my life. And that doesn't just have to be in church, people. Can we just clear that up right now? That doesn't just have to be in church. No, as you are hanging out, as you are simply maybe just hanging out for the weekend, no, make sure you hang with believers because as you hang out with believers in your life, you will find that encouragement that you are looking for. And this is how you will thrive in your everyday life, right? By being around those other Believers, so there is a way to practically apply this to your life. So you can't, you have no excuse, none of you have any excuse to walk out of these doors and to say, well, he didn't explain to me how to do this. This is how you do it. On purpose, make it a priority to remember what Jesus has done for you. And so here's what this means very simply for us tonight. In order to live your best life now, make the most of school now, make the most of your career now, make the most of your relationships now, you have to also remember now, right? And so you're always like, how do I get the most out of life? That's the number one question. How do I get the most out of life as I'm in this phase of life? How how in the world does that happen? Here it is, you simply remember. You remember. And the cool thing is, it doesn't matter what you're talking about, it could be talking about, your life in general, you could be talking about school, your school work, uh, maybe your career, maybe you're in the workforce right now and you don't go to school. Maybe uh, you have relationships going on right now. Like Whatever the situation may be, how do you get the most out of that? How do you truly find fulfillment? How do you thrive every single day? You do that by remembering in the now of what Jesus has done for you, like in the past, if that makes any sense tonight. Like and So as you approach these different situations, simply make it a priority but it keeps going from we need to remember to we need to talk to God very basic very simple the very last thing we're going to talk about tonight we need to talk to God so verse 42 as we as we close it out it says they devoted themselves to the apostles teaching and to fellowship to the breaking of bread and to prayer there it is there's three words and to prayer and so some of you may look at that and be like, dude, how do you even, how do you talk about that? It's just three words. Like scripture doesn't make a big deal out of it. Scripture doesn't make it seem like it's, 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 it's a big deal. It's a massive thing. H- here's what I would tell you tonight. You can't find true fulfillment. You can't thrive inside of your every single day life without talking to the God who created your life. It's impossible. It's impossible. You can't do it. And it's amazing how many of us think that we can do that. Or like, I'm gonna get the most out of this, man. I'm gonna do everything I can to get the most out of life. And then I'd be like, well, when's the last time you prayed? No, when I was eight, when I was in VBS, right? And so I, I would encourage you guys, like, you need, you need to talk to God. And, and none of these things we're talking about tonight Are hard I'm sure we can all agree with that right now none of them are hard they're basic Christianity things and most of us are already missing the mark and so as we need to talk to God we need to see that this is this is how literally how the early church was able to thrive and how they blew up all around the world And how they saw God do crazy, crazy things. Simple things. Being a Christian is not rocket science. It is for anybody and everybody. And so as as we talk to God, we need to understand this truth about prayer. That it isn't a duty for Christians. It's a necessity for those wanting to get the absolute most out of life. So many of you, if I were to ask you, how's your prayer life? You'd be like, oh man, man, I'm struggling. I'm, str- I'm having a hard time. And I guarantee you, nine times out of ten, we could boil that down to you believing that it's a, a duty inside of your life, something you check off of a list. And as you approach prayer, you're not looking forward to prayer. Let's just be honest. You're not looking forward to prayer. You're not looking forward to talking to God. That doesn't excite you every day. And so as we think about prayer, we approach it in this way that it's already a negative effect of our life, as it is. And then we continue to go on every single day and like, man, I'm I'm looking for this, I'm looking for fulfillment, I'm looking to thrive, I'm looking to get the most out of my life, and so therefore I'm gonna look to this, this, this situation, I'm gonna look to this, this, this person and we find ourselves over and over again, I guarantee you, I don't know all all your stories, but I guarantee you, you find yourself wondering, why am I still not feeling a purpose? Why am I still not thriving inside of my life? It's because you see prayer as a duty instead of something that you thrive from. So you have to talk to God, to the God who has created your soul and realize that as you talk to him, this is not a duty, this is a privilege, to talk to this guy. And it is also a necessity, if you're wanting to get the absolute most out of your life. If you're not wanting to get the most out of your life, then I say, I say forget all this. I say, just keep searching. Keep doing whatever you wanna do. But if you're like the most of us, and you're searching, you don't have to search anymore. You don't have to look any further beyond talking to the God of the universe. One person summed it up best. They said everything else we read about, the power and the glory of the early church, flows from the foundation of the word, fellowship, remembrance of Jesus' work on the cross, and prayer. And so how many, how many of your lives are defined by these things? if we were to be honest tonight, how many many of your lives are truly, truly defined by having a foundation in the word of God every single day, no matter what? Truly having fellowship with other believers, no matter what? Truly remembering Jesus' work on the cross that he has done for you specifically. And truly with talking to him every single day. These things should be our foundations not duties in our lives not if I can get to it today in our lives as we live these things out we will find a purpose to thrive we will find a purpose to keep going and so one last thing I want to encourage you guys with and we'll go into a time of invitation here it is it's no coincidence that Jesus tells us in order to thrive at any point in time in life we have to talk to him and I'm gonna leave that with you tonight you do with it what you want but just think about it with me you're like why in the world like why does he spend so much time talking about other things and how much they devoted themselves to each other into fellowship like eating together like we like that one we like to eat with each other and to doing all these things and then it just says And to prayer but here's the reality about prayers like you have to do it in order to find this thriving point inside of your life you have to do that and it's no coincidence that Jesus has told you to do that it's very simple what Jesus tells you is very simple very basic and you're to go out and do it it's very simple that is what it means to be a Christian. And so as we go into this time of invitation, I want you guys to battle with these things. I want you guys to, to go to war with these things inside of your life as they play this next song. I want you guys to truly think about, like is this stuff a duty inside of my life? Or is it a relationship inside of my life? Like are these things that, that I don't look forward to? are these things that I classify as non-negotiables inside of my life, because it's either one or the other, and we're not both. And so I encourage you guys, go to battle with yourself in this invitation time, and ask yourself and be honest with yourself, like why am I not living this out? Like I know that I need encouragement during this phase in my life, and that is how personal God is tonight. He has given you an equation for you to not only survive in the semester midway with several weeks left, but he has given you this equation in order that you may thrive inside of this season. Don't you see that? And he's saying, I don't want you to be miserable every single day. I know the tests are hard. It's miserable studying. I know the relationships can be tough sometimes, but you're not created to be miserable every single day. You're not created for that. I've given you a solution, now you do it. Very simple. Spend time with me, spend time with other believers, be devoted to the church. There it is. You can all do it, Jesus said it, we can do it. So as we pray, I want you guys to be thinking about that. Father, we love you. God, we thank you, Jesus, just for all that you're doing. God, I just want to thank you, God, tonight. God, that we can we can open your Bible. God, and that we can read these words. We can apply these words to our life. And that, God, you care about each and every person in this room right now, even if they're having doubts right now. You care about them. God, and you care about them because you want them to thrive every single day of their lives. And so, God, today I pray that someone would find motivation tonight. Someone would find the drive. Someone would find encouragement tonight from these scriptures, from the early church, God. I pray that they would be able to pull these words out and apply it to their own lives. God, there's nothing we want more tonight than to learn more about you, God. And so, Lord, I pray that people would see tonight at least just one person would see that, God, you love them. God, you not only have a plan for them, but you have a plan to thrive for them. So Jesus, as we go into this invitation time, God, I pray, Lord, that you would move. God, we pray these big prayers every week. And God, we're confident that you're gonna do it. So God, as they lead us in worship one more time, God, I just pray that we would give all of ourselves to you. And that, God, we would not settle for simply surviving in this season, but we would know that there's a God who loves us enough that we can actually thrive in this season. Lord, we love you. God, we thank you. It's in Jesus' name. Amen.